listening to Think Funny with Aaron Donnelly, Nate Sadler, and Matt Donnelly. For show notes and to check out Aaron's books, please visit AaronDonnelly.com. And now, the show that only thinks it's funny, the Think Funny Podcast. Welcome to the Think Funny Podcast. This is Aaron Donnelly. I am here with my co-host, Nate Sadler. Hey, everybody. And Matt Donnelly. Hello, fellas. And today, we're going to talk about sports, specifically our history in sports. And I titled it Sports Bloopers. Uh, cue the Yakety Sacks. so you think you're just assuming there's no heroic moments between the three of us combined there can't be one heroic moment there has to be one shining moment right yeah maybe not yeah nate what what was in your mind when you're thinking about a shining moment in the sports career of nate sadler oh there are so many fails i could do my own episode of just my fails but my number one fail was eighth grade basketball i was on c team if there was a d team i would have been on d team but there wasn't i could barely i could shoot a little bit i couldn't do anything else at all and i forget who it was that was on the bench with me and they're like wouldn't it be cool to do a no look pass whoever it was just the whole season kept talking about man it'd be really cool to do a no look pass and you know that would really be something i'd love to just try it so i'm like "Eh, what the hell and i no look past it about halfway up the stands and hit somebody's mom in the face (laughs) because she had a yeah she had like a red sweatshirt on so uh i just saw red and i Tried the no look. You, and, uh, you nailed her, too. I did. Yeah. <laughs> she was open. I think there was more to the story. Like, I actually, like, broke her glasses, gave her a bloody nose. So, I ended up playing a year college baseball, and a couple colleges looked at me. It was, you know, your smaller NAIA and Division three type schools. It was nobody was uh, putting garbage bags full of money on my doorstep or anything. But my coach's name was Curly Cox. Mm-hmm. Cloyce, Curly, quote unquote, Curly Cox. Good Cloyce. man. Uh, Cloyce was his first name. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I remember one time, I think my favorite memory was when he, I was just getting my brains bashed in as a pitcher. I, it wasn't for lack of trying or effort. I just, didn't have the stuff to be a college pitcher. And I knew that. And that's the worst thing is when you when you realize yourself that you're not good enough at something, that kind of is when things cease to stop working. Yeah. And I remember meeting with him and I was frustrated and he's like, boy, we have to call NASA to calculate your earned run average. <laughs> and I'm like, that's probably not a, a good thing to hear from your coach. But my, my ERA was in the 20s. It was like 23 point something. Was this on the mound? Did he come out to the mound? And no, no. That? This was like the the day or weekend after a game. Oh, okay. <laughs> that would be a, a great burn if he was on the mound and had a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the phone with NASA. I'm on the phone with NASA. You're trying to calculate yeah. the <laughs> He, the other funny thing I remember from him was I would see him do, this was in fall ball and I would see him doing signs to the catcher or whatever. And he would do a sign like the okay sign with your hand. And I'm like, you know, I, I think I know all the signs, but I'm like, what is, what's the okay sign for? He goes, that means don't have a tight asshole. (laughs) 
So that signal to the catcher meant for the catcher to signal to the pitcher the okay sign, which is supposed to look like your puckered up butthole. So if I ever saw the puckered up butthole sign, that meant to just relax. And did the catcher give you that sign? I got, oh, quite a bit, yeah. <laughs> just, uh, continually giving you the sign. Uh, it was just, uh, just keep waving him off. You wave him off. Well, nope. I had a lot of good laughs that year, that's for sure. I, I gave up a home run to a good team in Texas once. And the catcher comes out to the mound to call me down. And I'm just like, I thought he was going to give me some pitching advice. And he goes, didn't that guy look like Ivan Drago from Rocky? <laughs> that was it. That's all he said. And I go, yeah, he, he did. And he just went back. He didn't say anything else. We played uh, together in Little League. Yeah, we played one year at Cedar Hill. Hill. Yeah, High V, right? Or was it the yeah. drug town team? No, it's High V. I remember I seeing think, the picture. Yeah. I still have it somewhere. So, yeah, I think Nate, you're wearing a turtleneck under your jersey. I am, and I'm wearing a shin guard. <laughs> <laughs> like I could hit a ball hard enough to actually hurt myself if I fouled it off. I'm wearing like a shin protector. I'm like, oh boy. And I think your hat is like really tall and just resting on top of your uh, finely combed feathered I've hair. A, I've got a rabbit under my hat. <laughs> I do have the tallest hat on the team, so I did. I was number one at something. So Nate would play first base, and then Matt, you pitched. Uh, I played shortstop. I played because, short, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, but it was fun because I uh, I committed probably an error in inning. I would uh, I could stop anything, but when I went to throw it, I'd sail it over Nate's head. <laughs> See, it's actually a good problem. Matt has a super strong arm, and he'd probably be humble and say he doesn't, but I even remember at Jefferson, you throwing and always being amazed at how strong your arm was, but it would sail somewhere into the stratosphere. <laughs> It would go above the power lines usually at Cherry Hill Park and usually hit, hit the concession stand or something. There, there were times when you didn't even look up. You, no. you just like stood there. No, I remember it's like when somebody hits a home run and you know it's gone. <laughs> There's no sense in looking. Nate would just, I, remember, I think I remember Nate putting his hands on his hips, like one glove, one hand, and just staring at Matt as the ball went sailing. You guys all played high school ball. I did two years. Did you play all four, Nate and Matt? I played three, but I just sat on the bench for three years, basically. <laughs> I think he saw the writing on the wall when uh, the coach didn't know his name. <laughs> yeah, when the coach doesn't know your name, not a good sign. Not only does he not know your name, but then he stops and like pontificates and says, oh, I had a cousin named Matt one time. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I think Matt was within earshot of this whole conversation. <laughs> I just slunk, <laughs> slunk down. Bye! All I do is win. No matter what, got money on my mind, I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the building, everybody hands go up. And they stay there. And they say yeah. Freshman year I played quite a bit. Sophomore year I got six at bats. <laughs> got pissed right. off, quit yeah. towards the end of the season, then I transferred. So to LaSalle. And that's when when did Mr. Oliver come in? 
<laughs> right away. <laughs> it's like karma. As soon yeah. as you signed up, he was there. Yeah. Yeah. Sadler, I'm going to make your life a living hell. He had his introductory meeting. I, I think my jaw was on the floor the whole time, just not believing that I have to see this guy again. <laughs> you know, he's got the sweatpants on, you know, so tight you can see what religion he is. Yeah. What was and your then, first thought when you first found out? That, well, let's uh, get some background because he was our seventh grade basketball coach as well. And science and, teacher. And science teacher. And like the worst temper, like, he, like would explode. You got to describe his look to sweatpants so tight. He's like poured into him and he's got the dumb and dumber pumpkin pie haircut. He would throw with clipboards and basketballs and everything else. And then Nate got, <laughs> Nate got him for his baseball coach. That was great for junior year. Sold, uh, what was he selling at the mall? Nordic track. In the kiosk at the mall. Yep. And he would, <laughs> he would always give me the dirty look as I walked by and I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> You're ruining my life. What did you do to him, Nate? You ruined basketball, and then you ruined baseball. I'm like, what a, What did I do wrong? Uh, yeah, he had it out for you. Especially the junior high basketball thing. It's like, dude, this is C-team basketball. No yeah. one cares. There's like literally five people in the crowd. There's four yeah. people and the lady I hit in the face with the basketball. <laughs> no one cares. I just remember at the end of basketball practice, he would just make people run until someone puked. Yeah. That? He would just run and yeah. run and run until somebody would give up. I mean, now that we're older, you get some perspective about coaches and how coaches should act. I wouldn't think of acting like that in a million years. I think it helped me because coaching all my kids in baseball and stuff growing up, it's like, how do I want to be for these kids so that it's fun? Mm -hmm. I don't, if we win, great, but that's really not on my radar as far as what I care about. He just, it's like he wanted to break. It was like one of those break you down and build you up guys. And I just don't believe in that. I don't think. Especially in seventh grade, it was so anxiety producing. It was like you're in the military. It was horrible. I, it was like, and then I, you know, you see basketball games in the NBA. I'd watch, remember watching those. I'm thinking these guys are kind of just going down court, like free flowing and trying to like make something happen. And ours was so regimented. It was like run down to this and do a jump stop. Athletic position, jump stop. And then the one play was the buzzer. Played uptight, like uptight assholes, Nate. Totally. Should give each other the sign. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other team knew where you were going. I remember yeah. like doing a play and then no, and then the guy would just walk over to where I was going to end up. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> I'm over there. I know we both know that that's where I'm going to end up. A couple of zigzags and I head over towards him. You're unbelievable. We played a lot of years in Brandon for Brandon uh, uh, Little League. Brandon, Iowa, you know, for everybody else's small town, 250 people, but they had a team and we would play other little towns in Iowa. And there was a, a big oak tree in the middle of center field. That you could hit it. In. You have to run around it to get the ball. And then there was a an out. <laughs> there was an outhouse in the middle of center field as well, like a big cinder block one. So if someone had to go to the bathroom, they had to walk all the way across the field. The whole crowd could just watch them and, and then know when they were done and watch them walk out. And so sometimes balls would go into the outhouse too. Is there not a city planner in Brandon? I know it's like the worst place in the world for an outhouse. It's like, oh, I guess they're going to walk. You see them slowly walk across the field and then go in and then come out. <laughs> they like build it between like a uh, second and short. <laughs> Sorry, guys. This is where it's going.
So we would, uh, get, all the team would get together when it was time to travel to another town and we'd get into the back of a pickup truck and you'd get like 12 guys back in the back, little, you know, little leaguers in the back of a pickup truck and then they'd drive to the next town. This is good memories. I good memories yeah. of it. Yeah. I think that's when I peaked, uh, athletically. I did have one funny memory from baseball. It's probably the best thing I ever did. Uh, and I didn't do it, uh, purposefully, but when, remember when we would practice in the gym because it'd be raining or too cold or whatever. Yeah. And I was at Jefferson and uh, we were practicing in the gym and they hit a smash and it hit me so hard on the cup that it like bounced right back to them. <laughs> so I think I hold the record for the ball going the furthest off your cup. Did it hurt? I I it. Did it no, hurt? I did it. I was surprisingly it didn't hurt. It just hit. It must have hit just at the right place where it, it transferred the the, mo- the momentum back in, into the ball. There's a lot of cup adjusting, way more than there needs to be in high school baseball. Oh, yeah. There'd yeah. always be some Weisenheimer on the bench that'd be like, a cup check. Y'all ready for this? I was coaching uh, my son's little league team one time, and there's this kid out in right field that was never paying attention during practice. And I was like, I went and talked to him. He'd always be like looking at the, he'd be sitting down like Indian style, like looking at his glove or picking or turned around, like facing the wrong direction, like looking at dandelions. And I remember going, if you do this again, I was kind of joking, like, I'm going to come, I'm going to throw the ball out here and hit you with it. (laughs) And then I, I yelled at him because he was like turned around. And I threw the ball and I didn't mean to like even come close to him, but it did an off bounce and it hit him in the shin. <laughs> I felt terrible. Yeah. How, how old was the kid? I think there was like, I don't know, fifth grade. He had a, sh- he always wore the shirt that said, put the controller down and no one gets hurt. Oh, uh, yeah. I was going to say, if you did that to like a six year old or something, <laughs> yeah. that'd be awesome. Yeah. I was had a little bit of Mr. Oliver in me, I think at that moment. The first year I ever coached uh, T-ball. The very first kid that showed up, he shows up and he's got jeans and an Elmo shirt and an Elmo hat. Like (laughs) the the last kid you ever want to be on your team. You can tell this kid does not have an athletic bone in his body. But uh, the jeans too short. Yes. And (laughs) uh, the mom's talking to me about uh, how she's so excited and how I'm going to help him, you know, become a better baseball player and stuff. And the kids disappeared. And I'm like looking around and he's on the bench eating my McDonald's. And instead of the mom getting mad at him, uh, she goes, uh, oh, he's just hungry. <laughs> like I'm like, uh, okay, I was too, but that was the, that was the same kid who's, uh, his grandpa comes up to me after a game. He goes, yeah, I see you're having some trouble coaching these boys. Let me just give you some hitting advice. I'm like, okay. He goes, you know what you need to do? He goes, just teach them all to hit like Pete Rose. He was dead serious. He's like, well, just teach him to hit like Pete Rose. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll just teach him to hit like the greatest hitter of all time. Okay, yep. Why not? You can do it! So in high school, I, I was up in the booth announcing the game and then got called into the game. And I didn't have my jersey on and I had to like run down the stairs and with my shoes untied and everything. And I had a couple of hits. They weren't actual hits. They were foul balls. But no, I had one really far and the guy dove and caught it in the outfield. So I'd always tell Jay that I had the farthest feet per contact uh, record of Jefferson. <laughs> that was my stat. <laughs> I la- <laughs> they need to do that in MLB. You know how they yeah. like keep getting more and more and more stats, like all these crazy <laughs> metrics. Paper contact. Tell, yeah. tell me that you were eating something up there too. I might have been. I had you- both feet up on the desk and I had the like the microphone in my lap and I was just trying to just talk and be funny and stuff. And, and then they were like, where's Aaron? 
everybody starts saying, where's Aaron? I looked down, I was like, oh no. I just picture like a shirt unbuttoned and like sun chip crumbs all <laughs> over your shirt. I did not expect to go in. I would first base coach occasionally. I remember one time I yelled orange instead of back because I was looking at the orange base. <laughs> <laughs> so I yelled orange at the top of my lungs. So what did the what did the runner do in response to back and kind of looked at me and I started laughing. Well you can tell everybody. Yeah, you can tell everybody. Go ahead and tell everybody. I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. Yes I am, yes I am, yes I am. I'm the man. Matt played uh, adult baseball. Uh, uh, yeah, I played adult baseball for like 10, 12 years. So that was a lot of fun. I do a softball team for my work. I'm the coach. I've done it for like 10 years. It's it's one of my favorite things in the world is because uh, I get Joe, my son to play and it's just really fun. We play rec league. So it's below C. It's like there's a safety base at home. You start with a ball and a strike. You can't cross in front of a girl. It's co-ed. So you got to have equal guys and girls. Yep. And the fences are like 225, 240. Some of them are 275, but I just love it. It's one thing I can do well now is hit a softball pretty far. So it's like my glory. So that's my glory moment. And then you don't even have to run all the way. You can just run to first base after you hit one. So that's good too. I haven't done softball in a long time, but in my older years, I started switch hitting. Like I figured out I actually have have been left-handed this whole time. And that was (laughs) the problem growing up is I wasn't actually a righty. So uh, my very last softball at bat was a left-handed home run over the right fielder's head. Really? Nice. Inside the park, head first slide into home. Wow. So that was my very last softball at bat was a lefty inside the park home run. That was fun. I'm not going to lie. Did the little hand hook slide into home, beat the throw, and I'm like, eh, that's probably a good one to end on. I wish that like for men in business, it it wasn't golf. Instead, it was softball. I know. I I don't know, same thing. You got to be in a little more physical shape. I don't. Do you guys golf. like golf? I hate golf. I hate golf. I can't. It's stand so golf. boring to me. I can. I like going to the driving range, maybe. But other than that, I don't get it. I'd like I, to use a slingshot with the golf ball or throw the ball. <laughs> a friend of mine used to be the pro at Amana for a little while. Uh, me and someone else golfed out there once, and he's like, oh, "I'll join you." As soon as he showed up, I teed off and I hit a ball backwards, and he goes, yeah. "Actually." That's one of the most impressive things I've ever seen because that's almost harder. He goes, you just hit it 20 yards straight backwards. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of backspin. I have to aim like 100 yards in a different direction because I, I, I know how bad yeah. my hook is. People are like, no, the hole's over there. I'm like, no, you, you don't understand. <laughs> For Matt's uh, ass slapping horse action. Yeah. Um, this one surprised me, uh, and it's another attaboy ass slap to uh, Andre Dawson. He's on the front lines, man. He's uh, during the pandemic because he actually owns a funeral home. Yeah, this one shocked me. I, and I read it and I was like, no. He owns a funeral home and is a funeral director and like really involved in this. Um, really? Wow. So, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> He's a Hall of Fame outfielder turned funeral director. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that big old uh, attaboy goes out to Andre Dawson for uh, yeah. his work during this time. So. He looks Damn. like such a badass. He does. I-, I would love to see you just randomly just run up and slap his ass just to see <laughs> how badly he would beat you. 
know. His head was like the size of a buffalo head, and then he had like bird-like twig legs. Yeah. Can you yeah. imagine though, like you know, having to go to the funeral home and you know, one of your loved ones there, and and you're looking at caskets to buy, making arrangements, and Andre Dawson walks out. <laughs> What can I do to put you in the basket today? Do you think anybody? It's Andre Dawson. Do you think anybody gets distracted and they just start talking about? Do you remember that time you were at the Cubs and you're hitting all those homer ends? It would be disorientating if you're like a lifelong Cubs fan. He doesn't have the money. Is it because he wants to? It's a passion, maybe. It's so bizarre. I don't know. Yeah, that's the most bizarre thing I've I've read uh, all week. So I, yeah, I had to add that in. He's passionate about death. <laughs> he looks he looks like a man who's never smiled. He looks like right. that guy, like nothing would make him smile. Perfect spot then. Except death. <laughs> Except the sweet embrace of death. Well that's uh that's a slap ass edition. Matt, you gotta find if there's ever been any uh ass slapping, like celebratory injuries. I'd be curious. Oh, I know. Wrist yeah. or the ass. I wonder, you know when um Kendra Morales got injured. When he w- they were celebrating at home plate because he hit a walk off home run. Did he tear his some- ACL or something? Yeah, because they were everybody's jumping up and down and yep. jumping on him or something. And I wonder if there was some ass slapping going on there. I like when Mark McGuire picked up his son after he hit the sixty second home run, and his, his son was like this little fat kid, and you felt like he was gonna like throw him into space or kill him. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> Well, thanks for listening to the Think Funny Podcast. Uh, for Nate Sadler and Matt Donnelly, this is Aaron Donnelly, and we'll see you guys next week. I think I know all the signs, but I'm like, what is, what's the okay sign for? He goes, that means don't have a tight asshole. Thanks for listening to Think Funny. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to like, subscribe, and tell a friend. If you have comments or topics for the guys, you can email them at thinkfunnypodcast at gmail.com. And check out aarondonley.com for today's show notes and much more.